We all love heading to the movies or settling in for a streaming binge session, but in recent years there's been a movement to increase the diversity of the people we see on our screens. Alex Barone is an LA-based actor at the forefront of that movement, looking to increase the presence of actors with a disability in movies and TV and streaming series. His unique look first caught the attention of a renowned horror director, but now Alex is hoping his work won't be defined by his physical differences. Alex Barone, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me, Damien. It's good to see you again. Yeah, you too. Now, um, we've spoken before, obviously. For everyone who ha- doesn't know your story, explain sort of who you are what and what you do. Sure. Uh, I'm Alex Barone. I am uh, was born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland in the United States. I was born with a condition called fibular hemimelia. So what that means uh, in short form is I was born with three fingers in both hands, like a Ninja Turtle. And I was also born missing the fibula bone in my right leg. So instead of amputation as a child, which they wanted to do, do, I ended up doing something called limb lengthening, where they stretched my right leg and made it equal length to my left leg. So a combination of the hands and the leg and surgeries and operations, I had a total of 43 surgeries growing up from between the ages of six and and 18. Uh, Once I was an adult, I decided to um, acknowledge my difference and, and wanting to be kind of the role model that I never had growing up. I decided to do the hardest thing I could think of, which was acting and putting myself front forward and, and letting everybody see my my uh, insecurities and, and kind of what I got going on. So flash forward years later, I'm still pursuing acting. I'm still trying to advocate for people with limb differences and, and uh, disabilities. And that's me in a nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> so growing up, obviously, you've got hands with three fingers. You're obviously going through some surgeries with your leg. What was that like growing up? It was very difficult as a kid because I don't, you know, when you're when you're going through it as a kid, you're, you're going through these things that adults go through as far as surgery and pain and emotional and mental, mental pain. But at the same time, you're a kid in school and you're, you're seeing everybody else just be kids. And, you know, you, that alone makes you insecure and kind of jealous of everybody else and sitting in a wheelchair on the sidelines while they're in recess, you know, or doing homeschool because you just physically can't attend school. Um, it was difficult. I had a awesome support system and friends, uh, childhood friends that I still have to this day. Um, so I feel very lucky. Uh, and also that my parents never allowed me to believe I was disabled of, of in any way. So they really kept pushing me and, and telling me I could do everything I wanted. And, and you know, I always strive to kind of be better growing up. So, yes, it was difficult. But uh, if it wasn't difficult, then I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And I guess going into high school didn't make things any easier. No. Well, actually, honestly, going into high school, things did become easier because in middle school, I started dating and I started getting confidence. And then high school, there was a lot more options to date. <laughs> and it was bigger school and more people and more friends were to be made. So it was kind of like having to repeat to all the newbies about my situation and, and how I was born and my hands and my leg and this and that. But Overall, I think high school became a little bit easier, and I think I uh, grew to know myself better. 
At what point did you want to move into acting? It was in high school uh, I found acting. I had just finished, I think, my 30th or so of surgery. Uh, I was a sophomore in high school. Um, I came back to school. I needed to sign up for an elective. I signed up for theater to kind of put uh, put myself out there and to face my fears and get on stage and, and that sort of thing. I found acting to be a very uh, good way for me to escape my insecurities and kind of put myself in someone else's skin, um, which I think ultimately helped grow my confidence and, and my, my love for it. Outside of that, obviously, then you start auditioning and going for roles. How did you find um, directors and casting people took to your physical difference? At first, when I first moved to Los Angeles, uh, one of the very first directors I met was Eli Roth. He's a big horror guy. He did Cabin Fever and Hostel and um, he was the great bear Jew and and glorious bastards. Uh, So I, I had met him. And knowing he was a hard guy, I, I approached him, I tapped him on the shoulder and was basically like, hey, Mr. Roth, you don't know me. I'm Alex Barone. I have these awesome hands that I shoved in his face. And I was like, knowing that you do hard, look, feel free to use me for anything. I'm a huge fan, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he thought that was awesome. And he's like, yeah, let's let's connect. Let's, let's work on some projects together. Um, uh, and then it kind of took off from there. But I... F- think that just putting myself out there in the first place was a great way to connect. I think things, even in the past seven years, are changing for the better for people with disabilities, actors with disabilities. Um, So even though it wasn't common then, it's becoming more and more common now and more of a unique, cool thing. So I think instead of me seeking them out, they're seeking us out now, which is great. What about going for roles for uh, characters that aren't specifically... Uh, physically different or disabled yeah I think that is also something that's changing for the better Uh, when I first kind of began acting I would seem to only go out for a lot of just disability roles which are you know one in a thousand Uh, now casting directors and and directors and producers are bringing in actors for, for all roles and they're changing the role to kind of fit the structure of the actor so whether they're disabled or not, they're able to kind of change the writing and work with that person and make it fit unique to them, depending on just the acting, not their physicality or their difference, which is really cool. I have noticed a very positive change with people bringing me in for all roles, not just disability. You've also landed a role in a a pretty big production called Dope Sick. How did that come about? Oh my gosh, Dope Sick was amazing. It's written by Danny Strong. Uh, it was directed by Barry Levinson. It's such a good story, uh, sad sort story about the opioid pandemic and, and how it started and the rise of it in the States. Uh, but um, how I got it was I auditioned. And in the audition, they asked why you connect with this this content. And I told them how my biological father passed away from opioids. And, and I really connected with that. Uh, that's how it came about. Um, that audition, just kind of being vulnerable and sharing my story. Uh, and that role specifically, they were looking for somebody with a limb difference, uh, particularly missing some fingers. So it was, it was perfect for me. I was like, there's yeah. no one else that can get this. <laughs> so I don't know any other <laughs> actors uh, that fit the spec um, with hands like me. But 
yeah, it was it was a I was wonderful to work with uh, Michael Keaton and and Danny Strong and, and Barry Levinson and the cast and crew were all amazing. It's a great show. It's on Hulu right now. Yeah, and I think it's coming to Disney Plus here in Australia. There's another show uh, that's gone pretty well called La Brea, and I know you've been uh, quite an advocate for one of the main cast members in Zyra Gorecki. Um, yeah. what, what does it feel like for you seeing someone uh, as a lead, basically, who has a prosthetic leg? It's huge. It's huge. I love Zyra. I met her at uh, a place that I, I've spent seven years with called Camp No Limits. It's an organization for kids with limb loss, limb differences. Zyra was a camper. Now she's a, a mentor there, an adult. Uh, I think it's huge for, for Zyra to get a, a series regular lead in the show. Um, and what I thought was awesome about La Brea was they met her. They thought she was a rad actress. And then they, they put her in the show and adapted the, the story around, around her and her, her leg. And what was unique about what La Brea did and NBC was they CGI'd um, her amputated leg uh, into a real leg, which I thought was really cool because it's usually the other way around where they'll take an able-bodied actor and CGI uh, a limb difference as opposed to taking a limb difference and CGIing it to look, quote, normal. So I thought that was awesome. That was huge. And I I hope that we see a lot more of that in TV because it's just as easy as the other way around. So, And it was shot here in Australia too. It was, yeah. I know. She was there for like six months. Lucky. I know. <laughs> That's awesome. You've got, to, you've got to make your way down here at some point too. We've got so many films happening here, so much happening. I think you've got to make your way down. Can I shack up with you, Damien? Absolutely. <laughs> I'll show you the sights of Sydney. Yeah, awesome. Now, you've got another great mate in Kurt Yeager. Explain that relationship. I do. Kurt's uh, my best buddy here in Los Angeles. He's my, my writing partner, my creative partner, my, my gym buddy. Uh, work out together a lot. He's also an amputee. Um, I had met him through that show I talked about earlier I did with Eli Roth. He was one of the guests that I interviewed. Uh, we hit it off seven years ago, and then we remained friends ever since, worked together, um, have a couple projects in the works. Um, he's he's a rad dude. I feel like he was a huge mentor and role model before he was a friend to me, and now he's all three, which is great. So I got a good good partner in crime here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, the way we first spoke was to do with a movie called The Witches, starring Anne Hathaway, and there was a big movement on social media called Not a Witch to do with the fact that in the movie, Anne Hathaway is portrayed in her witch form as having a limb difference, and that's what I spoke to you about. Can you just explain quickly what that whole thing was about, and do you think it's made a difference since that happened? I do think it's made a difference. Uh, the whole thing, in a nutshell, was that they uh, CGI'd uh, an able-bodied person to to look disabled, and they kind of made it into a, a, a scary thing, a scary trait, uh, a quality about this person that someone with a limb difference would be portrayed as a witch or or something evil or disgusting. And her hands actually look a bit like yours. Yeah, they looked. They yeah. looked identical. Yeah, three. Three uh, fingers on both hands, yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was the whole the whole thing. I think the community of, of people with limb differences kind of really uh, tagged onto that um, because they do want to see change. They don't want it to be portrayed as a disgusting thing, and in a, in a, especially a movie like that that's supposed to be a kids' movie. So how are kids supposed to react to 
a kid's movie <laughs> like that, you know, and have nothing to yeah. look up to that is uh, that is not evil, that makes it look cool or awesome or having three fingers with both hands is uh, a superhero type quality, not a not a witch type quality. We've also just sort of had the Paralympics this year. In Australia, at least, it seems like the Paralympic and people with a disability movement is so much more visible now. We've got Paralympic athletes who are spokespeople for big brands. Do you think the same thing's happening over there in the States? I do. I think it's uh, it's becoming a, a hugely watched thing, just as much as the regular Olympics. Um, I think it's, it's growing. I'm happy to hear that it is in Australia as well. I have a couple buddies that I know from, from Camp No Limits that are on the Paralympic uh, sled hockey team. Uh, and they've won gold these past, uh, over the last few years. Um, and I'm just, I'm so, I'm so, I'm just so happy and excited that it's blossoming and that people want to see more difference in general among the world. Yeah. It seems like diversity is really coming into its own now. Yeah, I know it's about damn time. <laughs> <laughs> We've talked about the acting side and sort of the business side. On a personal level, you talked about dating and moving into that dating pool. How do you find, sure. you know, looking for a partner, looking for a girlfriend goes when you've got sort of that physical difference? Sure. It changed over the years because at first uh, it's, it's something that they obviously know and can see right away, but you're still or I was still very insecure uh, about it for a while not kind of wanting to talk about it or I would keep my hands in my pockets the first few dates etc uh over time obviously it became like an icebreaker or something unique something cool about me uh my hands made me me so everybody knew me as Alex with you know the, the ninja turtle that guy <laughs> um ultimately it became a, a you know confidence thing i think for anybody with a limb difference uh, or disability or, di- you know, diverse or whatever, the best thing to do is to put yourself out there and talk about it. Because when I started doing, for instance, at Camp No Limits, pe- everybody who's there, you're your most vulnerable self. And when you're your, your most vulnerable self, nothing can really phase you because you've already put yourself all out there to, to everybody else. So if there's nothing that can phase you, then you have nothing to fear or be, or be scared of. So I find... Uh, prior to my girlfriend now that's what i did with with dating um and i actually met my girlfriend at camp no limits so that would be my advice be be yourself be vulnerable put yourself all out there and and on a day-to-day basis when you're walking around going to the shops um obviously it's something people notice do you have a problem with people staring or coming up and asking you know what happened I don't. I, I actually love that. For a while, I would make up stories if they asked, uh, depending on the situation. You know, I would say it's a shark attack or or uh, I'm the fifth Ninja Turtle if the kid asked. But how I look at it now is that if people stare, it's almost like if you go anywhere and you're near somebody with super bright pink hair, spiky mohawk, you're going to stare at that person because they're different. I find it the same if people stare at my hands and wonder because it's not a common thing, uh, especially when I was growing up, to see. So, of course, they're going to stare. It's another thing if they're they're whispering and they're pointing or they're laughing and and uh, making fun of myself or, or somebody with a disability. But staring, I don't, it doesn't bother me. I like to educate people. I think that's huge. Uh, it also empowers yourself and makes you grow confidence by, by talking to them and just 
giving them a short elevator pitch of your story and, and then you move on. Because usually when you meet people and, you, and they hear about your disability, it's it's one time, oh, what happened? Were you born like that or was it trauma? Cool, move on to uh, other conversation. Like it's never brought up more than once. So It could just be those Hollywood good looks too. <laughs> oh, Damien. <laughs> such a trauma. Well, you know. Um, what do you see moving forward for both acting in general? Because I think there's been this big shift towards streaming, which is now a huge thing. Do you think there's more space now for, you know, shows targeted towards people with disabilities? I do think there everything is expanded in general, so there's a lot more opportunity, like you said, with streaming and network and, and film and TV and and uh, stage even. Everything's broadened. Uh, diversity, like you were saying earlier, has, has blossomed and that's grown. So they are looking for, uh, for different types of communities that are diverse, um, disability being one of them. And I think more writers are starting to to catch on and they're writing roles for people with disabilities. And I think it's always going to, the more people with disabilities that are in front and behind the camera, the more roles we're going to see for, for, for us down the line. But I do see a major change. I think the percentage of, of actors with disabilities per show or per genre are, are seriously increasing. And, And it's amazing. I, I think that there's uh, more content being made um, and we have more opportunity to kind of share our stories and people want to know our stories because it stands out from the same old. You're on the ground in Hollywood and LA and that type of area. How many actors with disabilities are there looking for roles? Because obviously we're not going to see that uh, if they're not being cast, but how many are there sort of out there, they're looking for roles, they want the work? Uh, all the, <laughs> everybody who's an actor with a disability here uh, is, is going to be looking for for work. Is that what you mean? Like, how many actors with disabilities do I know here that are looking for work? Oh, no, no I, just, I just mean, like, how many are there around? Like, how many would go for these roles um, and are looking for work? Oh, uh, in the disability community? And, yeah. And I, I know a ton in, in L.A. I mean... Uh, the agency that I'm rep by, KMR, reps a whole roster of, of, of kids, adults, uh, and seniors with disabilities of all ages. So there's a ton of people looking for work um, across the country, across the world, really. Um, when you're not acting, what do you and what do they do to sort of keep themselves going? What I do is uh, a, a bunch of things, you know, because you want to keep the competition uh it's already difficult getting roles as an actor with a disability. So to make yourself stand out more, you have to create your own content. Uh, you have to write your own uh, write your own content. You got to write the roles that you want to portray and you want to play. You got to network. You got to, you know, I go to the gym six days a week with with my buddy Kurt. And we try to stay fit just to kind of give us a one up. Um, and. Yeah, I think it's just a series of things you, you do uh, and then just keep living, obviously, you know, and living is going to make you a better actor. Yeah, and paying the bills. And paying the bills, yeah. <laughs> a kid. Um, kid can't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For anyone listening uh, who works in entertainment, might be a writer, might be a director, what is your message to them about casting people with disabilities? I would say that uh, have them audition 
uh, as an actor first. The disability can be written in after the fact. I think if you're open and, uh, as far as on the creative side, then then the actor can help the creatives, the writers, the, the producers and directors or whoever's listening to kind of shift that character to make it a more interesting story, you know, and not not the same old stuff. And I think if if both sides, the actor and the director or creative are collaborating together, then that's a, that's a beautiful thing. It, endless possibilities as far as collaboration and uh, in, in characters can go uh, and just be open minded, you know. And I guess one final thing to anyone, the kids or adults with a, a limb difference or a physical disability, what would be your message to them as, I guess, some I don't know, inspiration or advice? Yeah, I would say to put yourself out there front and center, uh, you know, face your fear, whatever that is, and just do it. Whether it's you want to be an actor or dancer or singer creative and you have a disability, um, don't do what I did growing up and kind of hide behind, uh, you know, your, your inner wall and be so scared to confront it. Just confront that you're different, accept it, acknowledge it, and then use it to your advantage. Put yourself out there. It's what makes you unique and special and, and different than everybody else. You don't want to blend in, right? You want to stand out. So. Exactly. And you have to stand out if you're going to be an actor. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> Um, Alex, it's always a pleasure to chat to you. Um, not only is your spirit great, but I just love your energy as well. So uh, thank you so much for your time and sharing your story. And um, I'm no, I have no doubt that we'll chat again soon. Thank you, Damien. Chat and going to visit Australia soon. And hang out. Absolutely. Borders are open now. Come on down. <laughs> All right. Looking forward to it. So great to chat to. You can catch Alex in Dope Seek. It's streaming now on Disney+. Plus. You can also follow him on Instagram. We'll put that link in the show notes. You can find out more on this story at 7news.com.au forward slash real life. And don't forget to subscribe for future episodes. For 7news.com.au, I'm Damien Huffenden and this has been Real Life. <laughs>